Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. We are so pleased you can join us in today's show. I am Michelle. And I am Mark, your host of this podcast, a show that was designed for you, the Awakening Empty Nester. In this series, we will be bringing you a whole range of inspiring insights, heart-filled stories, and conversations with truly amazing people. People just like you. People who have navigated through their own challenges, lessons, and opportunities. People who have transitioned to living a life of deeper experience, heart-filled contribution, and consistent awakening and growth. Find out how they are all living with what we call a strong ECG life pulse. Let's discover more as we dive into this episode. Whether you're an empty nester or not, we trust you will enjoy today's show. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. We are so grateful that you are joining us again today to listen into this conversation with an amazing soul and our dear friend, Tanya McQueen. Tanya is a creative director and business video mentor. She's highly skilled in her profession, has a sharp business acumen and is wonderfully creative. Blending all her life skills from a diverse range of occupations helps her understand and relate to humanity on so many different levels. Tanya lives her life out loud and is acutely perceptive. Born in the South Island of New Zealand, Tanya followed her soul calling to move to Queensland, Australia in 2019, broadcasting her mission of expansion and living life deeply. Tanya's obvious joy of life gives her the ability to bring out the best in everyone in a fun, curious and playful way. Her purpose is to create and deliver poignant, heartfelt messages that deeply influence through their authenticity. Tanya's passion lies in sharing the love, kindness, abundance and magic that she herself has experienced in life through video, photography, teaching and mentoring. Mark and I have had the absolute honor and pleasure of witnessing the energy of this truly beautiful and compassionate soul on both a personal and professional level in 2020. Welcome to our podcast, Tanya. Thank you. What a welcome that was. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you. Tanya, how would you describe yourself? Well, I could give you a few labels. Often I say I'm an alcoholic, lesbian, bipolar, deaf twin. <laughs> and when you when you've got all those sort of labels on you, I'm sure the the listeners are getting a, a pretty good picture of me right now. <laughs> um, what does the same nutter look like? What does a gay woman look like? Um, so, um, you know, there's I think those, all those labels have given me the capacity to be able to understand myself mm-hmm. on a very deep level, and therefore um, have some sort of compassion and understanding of other people. Yeah. So and, tell us how. Tell us in what way. Um, I think first of all, when you know, when 
I got brought up as a kid and I was deaf and they didn't know I was deaf. And also being a twin, obviously I knew I was a twin, but I didn't get why people thought it was such a big deal. <laughs> and people were like, you know, oh, you're a twin, how cute. And I'm like, what do they mean? Like, I just didn't understand it. So being a twin and being deaf, firstly being a twin, um, you know, my twin sister and I had the capacity to talk to each other in a telepathic way. Okay. Um, and so there's a, a real cool telepathic, stuff that I can pick up and then being deaf obviously I hear on a completely different frequency mm. and vibration so it's almost like I feel what you're saying on a deeper level so it's given me the capacity to understand myself it made me hugely sensitive to the world mm -hmm. and sometimes I'll, I'll say to people what did you just say and they haven't said anything oh, um, yeah. but I've actually heard it so you better be careful, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared now. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can hear what you're saying. Um, not really, but it's I, I see all those as being huge gifts mm. yeah. for me. And uh, and and especially um, coming out gay. I mean, like I, I, I've got no idea why God decided that he wanted me to be a gay woman. Mm -hmm. Must have had a really good life in the other lifetime. But it's all about just experiences. I mean, I've come to planet Earth to have an experience mm -hmm. and how people label that and put it in boxes because their brains need to put those in boxes yeah. is up to them. For me, it's just purely a label and it's just an experience. Mm -hmm. um, and what do I do with that experience? And I can either sit in pain and misery mm -hmm. and blame other people for not understanding me or I can just own it and be who I am. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, so, you know, but it has taken a few years to get to that yeah. point. Yeah, and right. that's what I was about to ask you, Tanya. You see them as gifts now, but I would assume that at some point through your life, they were probably more problems than gifts. Well, when you've, you know, I've been beaten up, I've been strangled, mm. um, kicked out of flats, humiliated in public for being gay. Wow. And had huge, you know, I was internally homophobia. I hated being gay. I didn't want to be gay. I mean, I thought it was really odd thing. That mm -hmm. um, was just who I am. And people said, when did you find out you were gay? It's like, well, when did you find out you were straight? Mm -hmm. but I don't know. It's just it's just who I am. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I used to hate straight people. I call them, you know, breeders. <laughs> oh, the bloody breeders, look what they're doing. I was so angry. Yeah. Um, because I, I was mainly angry because I didn't get what the problem was. It was like, how by me being gay affects you in your life? Mm. I'm not hurting you. I'm not causing you pain or harm or anything like that. I'm just purely being me. It's you that thinks that I'm causing or that I'm sick or there's something wrong with mm. me. Um, mm. And So, yeah, there are a lot of years of, um, I guess, learning to love myself right. yeah. totally. And once I learned to love myself, and accept that most of the planet aren't going to get it, and that is okay. Mm -hmm. They don't have to. I don't have to prove anything, mm -hmm. try and turn them around to my way of thinking or my way of being. Um, that's exhausting doing yeah. that. Mm -hmm. You had the journey of learning to love yourself. Tell us about that journey. Was it easy or was it tough? How was it? Well, when you hate yourself, like literally on a level, I was drinking every day. I was doing drugs I just wanted to die. I did not want to be on planet Earth. Um, and so I know what hell on Earth is like. Mm. And it's a comfortable place. 
I'll mm. be honest with you, I didn't know any different, so I kind of enjoyed it. Okay. I kind of enjoyed the chaos and everything. I didn't want to change okay. because it was comfortable. It was all I knew. Mm. Um, and then when I started to learn, oh, maybe there's a thing called love. Uh, what's that? Mm. And a few people started to um, break away that ice. My soul was just frozen in ice. It was, it was, it was. Now, when I look back, it was a horrible way of existing, but I didn't know that was what it was at the time. Mm-hmm. It was only when I started um, melting that ice due to some people picking the shit out of me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah, because they cared. They loved me enough to say, Tani, you need to go to Alcoholics Anonymous. Tani, you, do you think you've got a drinking problem? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the drinking and the drugs and the eating the bad food was not self-love. You don't mm-hmm. do that if you love yourself. Why you wouldn't put poison in your body mm-hmm. if you loved yourself? Yeah. Uh, if you if you're being kind to yourself, so so it's been a whole twenty years of um, undoing what I thought was to be the truth mm-hmm. of right. how yeah. I needed to live life, and my belief systems were so um, they were real mm-hmm. because that was all I knew. Mm-hmm. And so I think what saved me really and why I'm still here is purely because I'm really curious. Mm. Right. I'm, a, I'm a highly curious person. I, I want to know, you know, I find myself fascinating. <laughs> think, wow, why is, you know, I ask questions. I find it fascinating that I do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to know, well, that's not really working for me. So what can I do to to change that? Right. Mm. Um, and once I've made a decision, then that's easy. But it's that decision-making process. Um, yeah. And so learning to love myself has a big part of it has been not trying to kill myself and not leaving planet Earth and not being up in the spiritual world and not being grounded as a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time in spiritual stuff thinking, oh, I want to ascend and I'm going to do this and that. And, you know, it just... I need to be more grounded with that. I didn't want to be in my physical body and I didn't want to be a human being. Right. I didn't want to live on planet Earth. I was I was here. I felt stuck. I just couldn't wait till I could go back home because right. that wasn't my home. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so I would do things, behaviors and actions and create situations in my life that would reflect that. It would go, yes, you're right. You yeah. don't deserve to be here. Mm. Right. Um, I remember... A few years ago, I'd been diagnosed bipolar about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and I didn't think it was bipolar. It was just another label that the, the medical world put on me. Mm-hmm. kind of made sense, but I didn't really get it. And I was walking along the beach, and I said, well, what is wrong with me? Like, you know, alcoholic, lesbian, bipolar, deaf, twin, you've diagnosed me with depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress. And I heard this tiny little voice saying, Tanya, there's nothing wrong with you. Oh. Yeah, wow. There's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And I just went, what if I've spent my whole entire life trying to work out what's wrong with me, which I had been mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. When, you know, why am I gay? Working out how to fix that. Yeah. Uh, working out how to fix being a twin and what does that mean? Trying to get hearing aids to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, obviously I stopped the addictions on some level in regards to the alcohol and the drugs mm-hmm. and um you know, how do I fix that? And then it was like, ah, oh, if there's nothing wrong with me, then where's my energy going to go? <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. not spending all this time trying to fix me. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if I spent that time focusing on the things that I love doing yeah. and enhancing that. 
And so that is probably when I decided that actually planet Earth's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I I didn't have any problem being a spiritual being. That was easy for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm psychic. I'm a medium. I see dead people. I communicate on different levels. I see energies and experience them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to be a human being right. okay. as that spiritual being. So most of my time has been spent learning how to be a human being. How do mm-hmm. I how do I do that? How do I have relationships with people? How do I look after myself? Um, what's my daily social rhythms? Mm-hmm. Eating food. Oh, you need to eat food. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Body, you know, um, a whole raft of those things, which are continually learning. Yeah. Wow. That's such a different perspective, isn't it? Really? Just. <sighs> It's amazing. I love yeah. it. And, you know, I, I've only known you for a couple of months and what I've loved about connecting with you is, you know, there was an immediate connection and and you're such a beautiful person and so easy to speak with. I find you, mm. Michelle spoke very highly of you. Nice when you meet people that um, I wouldn't say have similar beliefs but just have the same world views. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how we express ourselves and are actually taking responsibility for ourselves and doing something mm, yep. about it, not just moaning and complaining and, and that taking action. Yeah. And yeah. that's inspiring for yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And uh, I followed you over the years while you were in New Zealand, especially with your photography, your videography, and your cute cat photos. Oh. <laughs> So I followed you and you always had something that I could smile about. So it was really, very, um, what's the word? It was just, I felt I was in a happy place when I was looking at your posts and still am. It's just kind of like the world is really funny. Like really, when you look at it, it's really, really, really funny. And I I don't think I'd be alive today if I did not have a sense of humor yeah. and the capacity to be able to laugh at myself, yeah. um, you know, to have tried to commit suicide many times and not worked mm. it's one good one thing I'm not good at um, <laughs> I really, you know I really understand what that that is like and what that experience is like and I had an experience where I'd planned it all I thought I'll just swim out and you know do this mm. got really drunk my brain was so wet with alcohol I couldn't get drunk you couldn't get that effect mm-hmm. and um so I started swimming out into the water and then, of course, the water was cold and then I started sobering up, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> dang it. And so then I was like, oh, I don't really want to kill myself because most of the time you don't. I just want to get out of the pain that I was in. So I went back and it was the first time I sort of reached out for help and they had one of those old telephones, you know, the dial ones? Yeah, okay. You dial it and go all the yeah. way back. And remember, I've just drunk in probably about two bottles of rum, some beer, and, and I wasn't very coherent. Mm. So I got the, the book, the yellow pages, you know, uh-huh, yeah. and, and on the white pages, they have these help numbers. So I rang this number thinking it was Lifeline. Right. And so I'm dialing the number, looking back at the book, dialing the number, and then the phone rang, and I was like, you know, really nervous, but didn't really know what to say. Mm. Anyway, this lady answered the phone, and she said, good afternoon, cancer support line. <laughs> And I just went, oh, I'm not, I, I've just tried to kill myself and I'm not dying and I'm so glad that I've got hold of you. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with me. Oh. I don't have cancer and I'm not dying and it oh. sounds really harsh, but it was like the insanity, mm. the insanity of the mental health 
stuff in my brain. There was nothing wrong with my body. I wasn't dying of cancer. People spend years trying to, to survive cancer, mm. like Mark, what you're doing in your work, to try and help people with cancer. Mm. Yet here I am trying to kill myself. Mm. You know, um, so the polarity of that, yes. I know it's harsh, but I found it really funny. Mm. that my my guides that give me those big polarities and that to see well what are you doing tanya you know um thousands of people are trying to stay alive on the mm -hmm. planet and there's nothing wrong with you you're a gorgeous beautiful soul and a lovely woman and you, you want to do that mm -hmm. um and so you know i've had many examples of things like that in my life that are so shocking to some people, they'll mm -hmm. hear that and be like really shocked. Mm. But all you can do is laugh mm. because it, it's really funny. I mean, the chance of me ringing cancer support line. Mm. <laughs> it was meant to be, wasn't it? It was one of those things to highlight to you, just as you said, there's nothing wrong with me physically. Mm. Is this really what you want to do? Yeah, and people have bus moments, you know, like a track hits them or something big happens mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm just incredibly grateful that, mine weren't big enough to actually take me out yeah. uh, and and that I've had the opportunities that I'm having today to experience life that's why I moved to Australia because my soul said go to Australia mm. logically didn't make any sense whatsoever <laughs> no sense whatsoever because my business and filming was going incredibly well in Auckland my family and New Zealand but my soul when I get that soul calling, I just have to, to trust it and go with it. And when I do, when I get myself out of the way, um, life goes so much better mm. when I'm not in the driver's seat uh, and I, I learn to trust. Yes. Tell us about this soul calling because you've integrated it into your mission, your career now, haven't you? Yeah, I think um, on some level, everybody knows what they're here to do. Um, when I'm interviewing people for a soul signature movie, which is a business movie, I ask, why did you come to planet Earth? And some people go, that's a bit of a hard question. <laughs> and because, because I'm a, a qualified counselor and a therapist, I was able to, I'm able to ask questions to go deeper and then mm -hmm. deeper and then deeper. And when you go deeper and deeper and deeper into that person's soul, they know the answers. Mm -hmm. But what happens is when the answer starts coming out, then it starts getting confused with all the should I, shouldn't I, what do people think of me? I can't do that. Who am I to say this? You know, all that chatter starts coming in. Right. So for me, um, I've had to really work on quietening the chatter down so that when I hear what my soul calling is, when it starts coming out to then honor me mm -hmm. and, and act on it. Right. And you now create movies through that process of helping people find out what their sole purpose is. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I used to sell insurance. I was an insurance broker and then I became a, a filmmaker. <laughs> okay. And That's it's, real uh, chocolate cheese, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I, you know, if you had have said to me 10 years ago, Tanya, you're going to be living on the Sunshine Coast filming business owners and filming life stories and taking doing numerology, and I would be like, what you know I'm in I'm, I'm in a relationship with two boys uh and I'm I think I'm happy and my purpose is them and I'm selling insurance I'm helping people not get ripped off yes. and I was making really good money yeah. out of it uh so you know my cat died my relationship ended because mm. you know it, it just wasn't right mm -hmm. um for us to stay together um and then my dad died 
And when my dad died, he, I went down to see him and he would come out of the coma or come out of the drug-induced uh, sleep, mm -hmm. grab my arm and say, I wish I'd spent more time with you kids. Mm. And then he'd go back and back again. And he must have done that three or four times. Wow. And I just went, holy shit, I don't want to die with regrets. Yeah. I do not want to be on my deathbed going, I wish I'd done X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. So therefore, when it came to the decision of do I go to Australia, I imagined myself lying on my deathbed. Would I regret not going? Hell yes. Hmm. So, you know, it's sort of my decision-making process is a funny way of doing it, I guess. I don't know, but it works for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Helps me get really, really honest with myself when I think of death. Yeah, Because I've lived around death so much, yeah. uh, it doesn't, it scares me still. Mm. At the same time, um, it's really powerful to use that to help you live life yes. to um, follow your not just your dreams dreams are things that are in the future follow what you need to do today right mm. yeah and you mentioned that earlier with you know, talking about polarity that's that's another example of polarity there using death to help you define your life yeah mm. yeah definitely and people don't want to talk about death no because it's the only certain thing in life is death. So why the hell would they want to do this? <laughs> so they just sort of walk around as if they're going to live forever and we're not. You mentioned earlier about curiosity, being such a curious person. And I want to ask you, how does that play it out for you? You've just been sharing about you know death and curiosity is such a thing that I think a lot of people close down. They shut down their curiosity. What would you advise our listeners in terms of tuning into their curiosity and investigating that a little bit more? You have to be curious. And if you think you know what it is that you need to do and then start doing that, for me, that's too rigid. I like to have intentions and I like to find out things. So I don't know, like I'm playing tennis now. I wouldn't have sat down with a list of sports and gone, I'm going to choose tennis. Mm. I was basically with a group of people and they were talking about tennis and I, the curiosity came in and asked, you know, I went over and talked to them and said, can I come and play? Cause I was curious. I wonder what tennis is like to play. Mm -hmm. And so then I just went and started playing it and now I'm absolutely loving it. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, really enjoying it, but it's not a thought process. It's not a thinking thing that you think I'm going to do this. Yeah. It's very much a follow the um the, the crumbs it's the same with the filming when i went from insurance brokering to filming mm -hmm. i didn't work that out right it was just basically right. like oh i love filming i love um editing the editing really was the bit that i enjoyed more than anything okay. and i might go for a filmmaking course just for fun right um and so when i do things for fun that childlike thinking mm -hmm. when a kid goes to play with toys they basically mm -hmm. How many times have you given a child a toy at Christmas time and they throw it away and go and sit in the box? Yeah. <laughs> Our cats do that too. <laughs> <laughs> because the kid's picked up the toy and is curious and go, I don't like this and throws it away. Yeah. But the kid doesn't throw it away and go, oh, but I should really hang on to it because my parents are giving it to me and I, that it's no shoulds, there's no coulds. Mm -hmm. So as an adult, I, I need to be in that childlike state and literally just go, I just want to go over there. What's over there? Mm -hmm. You know, get in your car and drive around without a map and go down a street or flip a coin, heads and tails. Heads means left, tails means right. Okay. And and just start having some fun because life is not serious and you'll be quite surprised where you end up when you just follow 
the signs, mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. And so, and also I'm, I find people fascinating. Like, why would you want to help empty nesters, you know? <laughs> <laughs> why, why would you want to make computers? Why would you want to be a, a prime minister? Why would you want to jump out of a plane? Why, 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 why? Because some of those things I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And just because I don't want to do them doesn't mean that other people don't get uh, interest in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe being gay helps that from the point of view of, you know, oh, I wonder what it's like sleeping with a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, I wonder what it's like sleeping with a man. And, and But everybody, every single person's different. It's not about the sex. It's just the, the actual soul that you're with um, from my point of view. Um, so from a point of view of people that um, listening and, and are a little bit stuck, my recommendation is do something different. Do something that you've never done before, mm-hmm. never done before. Go through the paper, go to the bookshop and have a look, see what's online, Google some things mm-hmm. um, and just actually do it. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't like it, fine, you don't do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what if? And that's the, that's the curiosity bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that certainly has applied to us. We have never done filmmaking or editing before. And I think it was more Mark from his curiosity. He's got cameras and bits and pieces everywhere, but didn't really know what to do with them. And then from that curiosity came Tanya into our life. And (laughs) we've been through your filmmaking course and we've absolutely loved it, both of us. You know, it's been, yeah, it's just been such a, Great skill, but also so much fun. Like you said, it's just been so much fun to do. It's an amazing course, absolutely fantastic. And Tanya is an amazing teacher. She shared so much and taught us so much, not just the technical aspects, but everything underneath that, the storytelling, how you put it across, where you stand. Like There's so much involved, yet when you cut back to why you're doing it and the basics of it all, it's actually quite simple. It's being curious and getting involved in it and and sharing your soul, sharing the message you want to put across, be that a business aspect or a personal aspect. It's been a fantastic course and really, really mm. super pleased and grateful to have done it. Yeah, and can I add to that? Is It's a skill, but at the same time, it's a way for us to contribute more to the Empty Nester audience, but to others as well, even just through through the film, through the imagery, through our voice, through the way we put the message across. And at the end of the day, we will be creating a bigger ripple thanks to what we've learned with Tanya. And I think you've hit the nail on the head about that ripple thing. I mean, video online is the most powerful marketing tool to be able to do that. And so if you can do it in an entertaining way and come from a filmmaker's perspective, why do people make movies? They make movies because they want to entertain you. Why do most business people make movies? Because they're thinking about themselves (laughs) and think that their message is important and want to get out there. And they're not thinking about the whole experience of what it is like for the person watching the videos. Um, And so if you can join both of those two together, then you've got a really powerful, like you two, you know, Mm. you've got a really powerful mix on that. Um, and video is that timeless product that is you standing there sharing your truth from your heart. Mm-hmm. And once you've filmed that, you, you, you have that for life. Mm-hmm. You have that for your grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Imagine in, in 200 years, somebody watching your video as to why you were an empty nester. Mm-hmm. Maybe there won't ever be such a thing as empty nesters anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? And in 200 years time, that they, they might understand it because yeah. of 
the work that you've done and they don't need an empty nesters course in 200 years you know mm. um and they might look back and go, oh, look, look why they needed it. <laughs> like the dial telephone. <laughs> why did they need that? How come they use that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so video is a, a powerful product, but it's also powerful from the point of view of when you see yourself mm. telling yourself why you're on planet Earth and why you're here and what you're passionate about, and you witness you saying that, mm-hmm. it's the best motivational tool you can have. Mm-hmm. Because no one else telling you, and and it's reflecting back to you the greatness in you, mm-hmm. and what does that do when we see ourselves and hear ourselves? It expands our souls. Exactly. Yeah. That is my hope. That is exactly why, listeners, and this is only very brand new. We're partnering up with Tanya to bring Tanya to you, to our clients, to help them through video, through filmmaking, through their own personal movie, their own dream movie, to expand their dream I suppose in front of them help them experience it so much more so that it becomes reality well they say you know with the law of attraction you have to believe it before it happens and um, a lot of people write positive affirmations and they have photos imagine a a lot of law of attraction for me has been based around a Mm. feeling not thought that's when I feel like that that happens and it happens and it's better than what I ever imagined so energetically you need to be in alignment with what it is that you want from an energetic feeling perspective and so um, with traditional um, mystery school ways I've joined together Mm -hmm. that with video and bringing it's like taking the modern technology with the old wisdom of the Mm -hmm. elders and joining those together Um, and I'm really excited to be working with you to be able to put something together for people to, you know, using your cell phone in a spiritual retreat. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't hide it. Don't put it away. Yeah, sure, there's retreats that do that. Um, but, I, you know, once you learn about the balance of using mm-hmm. your phone and, and moving backwards and forwards to yeah. nature, connecting to mm-hmm. Mother Earth, connecting to the elements and using your the modern technology and having a balance between mm-hmm. the both, um, that is when I think more change yes, can happen. Yeah. Um, we're, we're just out of a little bit of balance with that. Yeah. And on top of that, you also are a numerologist. You can read numbers and that will add to the beauty of the fabric of that dream as well. Tell us a bit more, if you don't mind, about numerology, about how you use it. Well, numerology is a universal language for humanity. Mm-hmm. You have your own code. You have a code mm-hmm. that you, your soul came in with, which is absolutely fascinating. I mean, when you think about it, when you look around, there's numbers everywhere. Yep. We have house numbers. We have numbers on our number plates for our cars. We have an IP address and a computer, which is numbers. We mm-hmm. have um, a phone number. Um, and we have a date of birth, that's all the numbers. We have also, we record date of death, that's another number. Mm-hmm. And so I got really fascinated with numbers everywhere. It's like, and you can go anywhere on the planet, it doesn't matter where you are on the planet. Mm-hmm. And every culture agrees that there is numbers zero to nine. Yeah. They say, yes, there is a number system. It's like music. There is a mm-hmm. music system, which is numbers. Music and numbers are the same. It's a universal language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you... Um, study numerology as a numerologist about the energy frequency vibration of each individual number mm-hmm. when you understand the shape of the number and the meaning of the number um, and then you look at what does that mean from my life path point of view the day that I was born um, 
what's the path, my soul path that I'm work, walking on, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. We look at your name on your birth certificate. Again, mm-hmm. that translates to letters, translates to numbers. So now yeah. we understand your destiny. So mm-hmm. we actually have a, an opportunity to look at why did I come to planet Earth? So mm-hmm. I can help you uncover that a yeah. bit more. And your soul number and personality number. Who are you? What's your innermost desires? What do you love doing? And so sometimes when I look at people's numerology, they're not in alignment with their unique code. Yeah. So it's as if you've got a radio station that is a number. Mm. So when you tune into 91.8 FM, Mm. you tune into that number, you can hear the radio station, you can hear the signal. Mm -hmm. So when your soul's in the static, you can't hear that intuition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't hear your signal that's being broadcast to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. You can't hear it. So how are you going to follow your intuition? How are you going to be curious and follow those things if there's lots of static going on? Yeah, yeah. Makes so much sense, yeah. So I like looking at the numerology from the point of view of what is your frequency vibration? What can you tune into? And then it's your responsibility mm-hmm. to work out how to do that, yeah. not mine. So I can tell you that that's what that is. And then there was different modalities like what you guys will work with with your clients and mm-hmm. different ways of getting rid of the static to tune into yeah. um, your frequency. Yeah. Um, yeah. And once you've tuned into the station, when you tune into a radio station, it's not hard work, is it? Mm, no. That's right. The music just comes out of the speaker and in your ear and you start dancing. Exactly. It's amazing. And I love what you've just shared and reflecting back on the conversation. So back when you were alcoholic and confusing, you were off the radio station. You were, you were not in alignment. You were out of frequency. The yeah. message was there, but you, you weren't tuned in. And now you've had this awakening and now... You're in tune. You're constantly dialing in. You know your North Star. You know where yeah. you're going. You know where you're heading. Yeah. And life is a lot easier now. Would that be right? Um, yeah, it is a lot easier from the point of view of that I've decided I want to be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, that's a huge jump from yes. where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a constant thing. It doesn't stop. Absolutely. Tuning the radio station in. And the amazing thing is I can go, well, I don't like that radio station anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another frequency vibration that's similar that has better music? Mm. Yes. And so I can tune it into that. Mm. So the capacity to be able to have the power of choice now today, mm. which I'm hugely grateful for. I mm. can choose. I don't feel like people are doing things to me mm. that are stopping me. I've taken full responsibility for my spiritual, emotional well-being so that I can choose what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And it's unbelievable because coming from that place, things happen to me that have never happened that I didn't manifest. I didn't put it on a dream board mm-hmm. or write down this is what I wanted. I just opened myself up yeah. and attracted them to me. Mm. Um and those experiences that I attract that I don't like, and I say, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. i got a bit more shit time needs to clean up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some, whoop, that was a hard lesson. Yep, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't like your behavior and how you're being, but boy, what a lesson I've learned. Mm, yeah. When you think about it, everything is a gift, isn't it? Whether it's negative or positive. As long as you remain in that state of gratitude and you see things for what they are and and how they can help you along your journey, then 
everything is happening for you. Yeah, and it's not mm. easy because the things that will happen that I'll get really, really anxious about and stressed mm. about and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I get sick and then I go, oh, well, look what you're doing to yourself, McQueen. You're stressing out so much. So, you know, is it important? No. Back to, you know, would I have regrets moaning about this, complaining about this? So I do something about it. Mm. Yeah. I, I forgive the person. I forgive myself. I, I move on Yes. Um, yeah. as quickly as I can. Um, and bearing in mind, I used to like being miserable. So, uh, and it's easy being miserable. Right. Um, mm. There's heaven on earth and hell on earth. And I choose to sort of live in the middle. Um, okay. if that feels balanced for me. Yeah. So I'm still the dark side of me is still there, and I honor that with huge respect. Mm-hmm. Huge respect. I don't ignore it at all. Mm-hmm. And then the light side is really amazing, and and I have huge respect for that as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Uh, when I'm starting to slide into the dark, then I I've got some earthly things that I know I can do. Yeah. Right. right. Yep. But it's making empowered decisions of where and how you want to live your life and what frequency you want to choose into now. So it comes from a different viewpoint, different perspective. Different intention. That, right, yeah. yeah. So uh, you're responding rather than reacting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's a skill, it's emotional intelligence, I guess, to um, not respond and to hold myself. And it's okay, Tony, you're okay. Just wait and then then respond, don't react. Because yeah. um, if I would react, I probably would have had many car accidents and hit so many people and... <laughs> <laughs> sued this company and sued them and taken them to court and fought this battle and fought that battle and um you know what a waste of time for yeah. me personally yeah waste of time waste of energy waste of a lot of things and i choose to film i choose to film people where um i know that by filming them is going to create some sort of change or shift for humanity mm-hmm and because by me filming them, their story gets spread out to millions of people, hundreds of people versus just in themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I film things that I know are going to assist humanity for the expansion of humanity, yeah. not staying stuck in old paradigms and old thought patterns and old beliefs because that doesn't serve mm-hmm. humans. Yeah. But there's enough humans on the planet that do that, and that's cool. Mm. They can do that. Mm. But my role is is over here. Yeah, um, yeah. Just to balance that. Yeah, up. yeah, and that's why we resonate because we we want to help people who are awakening and help them on their journey, so their journey is easier. And so again, they have a bigger ripple effect on the world, so they can impact their loved ones and beyond. We have a group called the Awakening Empty Nesters on Facebook that um, we've created a community there. We look forward to being able to share your gift of helping to expand through the video world, through the filming world. But what I wanted to ask you, Tanya, is how would you describe what an awakening soul is? Um, Somebody who loves Mother Earth, loves nature and takes responsibility for their lives. Yeah. Uh, Somebody who is kind to themselves and kind to all beings, mm-hmm. whether it be a tree, an animal, another human being. Mm-hmm. But generally, if they're kind to themselves, they love who they are, and they understand the dark and the light inside themselves, mm-hmm. and also um, consistent, mm-hmm. you know, consistent um, in who they're being and their growth. Um, 
you know, they're not kind of pinging around left, right, and center, going to all different things because that's what I used to be like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to save me and that's going to save me and I'm going to do this. It's like consistently the same when I meet people today. Right. And, yeah. um, and I think the, probably the biggest thing for a spiritual awakening is the um, ability to be able to laugh at yourself yeah. and have humor. Um, people take things far too seriously, including spirituality, including yeah. business, mm-hmm. including everything, and really doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know, and isn't something so shocking that is actually really funny. Yeah. If you're an alien looking down on planet Earth and you saw the human beings getting all upset about this, I mean, that would be, I think they would be having a huge laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a really it's really funny when you look at it from a third party perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I and I don't really know what an awakened person is, no. to be honest with you. I don't kind of really know what that means mm. because I think I'm waking up every every morning I wake yeah. up. Um, and it's a daily thing for me. I wake up this morning and I choose how I'm gonna be that day. Mm. I go back to sleep and then I wake up again. So I kind of wake up every day. Mm, yeah. Um, so I go, I have lots of nana naps so I can wake up. <laughs> <laughs> if I wake up five times in that one day, does that mean I'm really more oh, awake? Oh, right. That's yeah, a good, yeah. that's a good, that's definition. a great strategy. <laughs> <laughs> An excuse to have lots of naps during the day. Yeah. I can say I've, I've woken 20 times today, so I'm more awake than anybody else in that's the funniest definition we've had so far (laughs) i I just i just think um it really saddens me that people are in pain and people are in confusion and um people don't like themselves um, because i know what that feels like and i guess the reason why i'm doing this talk today is because i want to say to people that's not life that's not living there is another way Mm. um and people gave me a sense of hope when i was in that place Mm -hmm. i would say i wish i could be like them Mm. um and and i still see people that give me hope and i think all of us need to give hope to people yes yeah you can always change i mean i can change you know there, there are people living in life that i want to be more like now in the space that i'm in now yeah yeah. Um, so I'm always wanting more and there's nothing wrong with that hmm. because the more I am of me, the more other people can witness that mm. yeah. and, sure. and role model that. Yeah, 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 that's so true. That's so true. It's just all coming back to awaken yourself to who you really are, expand more of that and then you'll make an impact on everyone else. And enjoying the journey along the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because otherwise you might as well be dead if you're not enjoying it. It's sort of like, you know, um, yeah, I just intend to just keep going and experiencing while I'm on this beautiful soul path journey on planet Earth. Because really there's not many places like Earth in the universe from what I know. Um, (laughs) uh, Not that I've I've been zooming around the spaceship, but it's pretty... (laughs) It's pretty amazing here. Yes. yes. That says a lot. And again, back to what you said earlier, when you're on that beach and you decided or you had that voice came to you and said, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm. You're kind of saying the same thing again now, aren't you? Like living here right now, 
is fantastic. There is nothing wrong with you. Be present. Enjoy the road. Go for what you want. Be curious. There's nothing wrong with anybody. No. Um, I think it's just what society thinks we should be like and we should fit into this box and we should Mm. get married, have kids, settle down, leave home. Um, Some people love doing that and that's fine. Mm. And at the same time, that's not my experience being on earth. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I haven't had children. I don't know why I'm not straight. I don't know why I haven't had the white picket fence and the job and the, you know, my life experiences have been completely opposite to that. Mm. Um, And it's not, um, comparing myself with anybody because being a twin, obviously, I've learned pretty quickly that comparison's pretty uh, big disease in itself. Mm. You know, there's nothing wrong with me. I, I, I thought because I was gay, because I had mental health issues, because I'm alcoholic mm. um, and I'm deaf, that there's something wrong with me. But but, but there's not. I'm actually just as, as sane and as a happy and a crazy human being as you all mm. are. Mm. Yeah, uh, just the labels that people have been putting on me and what I made them out to be. Yeah, right. Nobody wants to say oh, I'm an alcoholic because it's a mean thing to say. Mm. I love it. I love being an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that I can't drink doesn't bother me. There's heaps of other things I can put down my throat and drink. Um, <laughs> But being an alcoholic, man, I've really got a sense of what spirituality really means because mm. I'm not a spirit trapped in a bottle anymore. I'm not that genie trapped in that bottle. Mm. Um, you know, I don't need something. I don't need that quick fix or that hit to mm-hmm. get me through life. I'm free yeah, from okay. all of that. So, yeah, of course, I'm excited to be an alcoholic. Wow. Yep. Wow. I guess it's like, I suppose, like having a loaded gun. You have it there, you know how to use it, but you don't use it. You choose not to use it. Yeah. 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 Such an amazing conversation we just had then. I just love it. Oh, I love it. There's yeah. so much value in that conversation. It's fantastic. Yeah. You Absolutely have, fantastic. Just, just the wisdom you've had from those labels that were put upon you and that you've embraced and you're, you're honouring both the light and the dark in them and all the, the insights around curiosity. That's something I think that the listeners will get great value from, from just asking the questions. What can I do today that's different? Well, I just sort of, I wonder, I wonder if, hmm. I wonder if I could skydive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if I could take my clothes off and go for a swim. Uh-huh. You know, I, I wonder if um, I could go down the supermarket and just walk up and down the aisles 20 times and see who I talk to. Or, um, <laughs> you know, like I've been out at the supermarket and I saw this woman and I just went up to her and said, oh, she looked absolutely stunning with what she was wearing. She was an older lady in her 70s. She was just amazing. Yeah. And so I walked over and told her mm-hmm. that. And she burst into tears and said, you have no idea how I really needed to hear that today. Wow. Thank you. Now, I got out of my comfort zone and went and said something quite deep and meaningful to a complete stranger mm-hmm. um, with no expectation of what was going to mm. be said. Sometimes I've said that to people and they've just gone, oh, thanks, you know. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. It's following those intuitive, yeah. go turn left, go right. And the voice is little. It's short. It's yeah. not and long and complicated it's just um you know do something different the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over again Mm. expecting a different result nothing is going to change in your life if you don't change something yeah Yeah. there's a quote right there exactly (laughs) 
<laughs> Change is really is really difficult to cope with. Um, you know, but uh... embrace the uncertainty. Love it. Love the change. Well, thank you, Tanya. Thank you for your time. Thank you for energy. Thank you for all your words of wisdom, your intuition, your perception. And I'm sure you've highlighted to our listeners the gift of curiosity. I just feel really honoured to have the opportunity to share some of my life experiences. Um, And if, like you said, if the listeners just do one little thing differently or get a little bit excited about what could I possibly do, what do I get? ask a question that they've never asked uh-huh. um, and just experience that little bit of that joy that I experience, uh, then I feel that this conversation has been useful. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you for your spark, for your enjoyment, for your joy, for your love, and just for being you. We absolutely love speaking with you and love spending time with you. Thank you. Love you both very much too. This is the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard today, share with a friend. And if you have not already done so, please subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments or feedback for us, you can reach us directly at podcast at thedreamarchitects.com. Looking forward to you joining us on our next show. Thank you for listening.